0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by Unity.org. Discover the transformative power of inner voice, a tarot deck of affirmations. Explore your true self, seek guidance and find empowerment through ancient wisdom and modern insight. To learn more, visit go.unity.org forward slash tarot.
1: You're listening to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. I'm your host, Terry Williams. Let's rise to new heights together on mindbodyspirit.fm. hello and welcome to another day on earth at least that's where we think we are who knows maybe we're dreaming (laughs) and um, my guest today is going to give us a little bit more insight on all of that kathleen webster o'malley is the author of the healing wisdom of dreams discover your true self through lucid dreaming journaling and visioning and i have been fascinated With dreams for as long as i can remember so i'm super excited about diving into this welcome kathleen
0: hi terry thank you for having me it's such a delight to be here and talking about one of my favorite things (laughs)
1: yeah you know i love that in the beginning of the book you talk about how your grandmother was your inspiration in connecting with your dreams. So let's let's talk about that a little bit.
0: And I'm sure yeah, she's- Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Um, so my maternal grandmother, uh, she was my primary uh, caregiver from infancy till I turned, just before I turned five. And uh, yeah, every morning we would talk about dreams. I also spent my summers in her care. I would tell her my dreams and she would tell me what they meant. And yeah, and so that's really where it started. What's interesting in writing this book, I always had um, one of the most vivid memories I've had of my grandmother is of her sending us to the sea. My cousins, mm. my siblings and I, we would, we would be in the ocean without, you know, any adult supervision there. And the sea, you know, she would say, go to the sea. And when I think about it now, you know, the sea is really the perfect analogy for dreams, Mm. because it's, you know, it's so vast and unending and it's so much beneath the surface that we can't fully explore, but it's there for us. And so it feels like that, you know, that to go to the sea, it feels more, you know, I didn't realize it until now what she was really, what she was really saying. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I love how you talked about how, that you had a friend that you shared your dreams with. Like I always share my dreams with people. Mm -hmm. And several times during the week, my husband and I will both say, oh, my God, this is what I dreamt about. Or or my daughter will call me or my son will pop over and say, this is what I dreamt about. And a lot of times they'll they'll want me to give them my version of what I Mm -hmm. think of it. Mm -hmm. And in the book, you talk about creating your own dream dictionary. And that was so perfect because I would say to them, well, I don't know, what does it mean to you? right? What does that right. mean to you? And, um, so that's one of the tools that I thought was very empowering.
0: Right. Cause we all move through the world differently. We have different projections and different associations, you know, for me, a fish, you know, has a very deep meaning because of my grandmother's interpretation of it when I was a child, but you know, everyone has, has different, uh, associations with, with different symbols so it's really to to sit with a symbol and let it speak to you like sometimes it's not just what we know about it it's what emerges from within us
1: yeah well yeah and i share that when i teach classes on shamanic journey and meditation That's what I tell them, you know, before you ask somebody else Mm -hmm. sit with it first and see what it means to you. And then maybe call your best friend or your teacher and say, okay, this is what I got. This is what I think. Can you, you know, give me some additional insight. And I thought that was a beautiful practice in the book. You talk about having guideposts Mm -hmm. right in the beginning. You talk Mm -hmm. about guideposts. Can you share a little bit with the listeners what those are and Why you started with that?
0: Yeah. Well, whenever we are adopting a new practice, especially for healing, I feel like guideposts just help to direct the journey. And so the first guidepost is awareness. Just Mm -hmm. to have the awareness that whatever we think about or whatever um, knowingly or unknowingly makes an imprint during, during our waking life tends to follow us into the dream. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listening to, you know, programs like this and, you know, reading about dreams really can can set the stage for, you know, your own your your own dream experiences and and uh, recall. The second guidepost is compassion, really Mm -hmm. having compassion for ourselves, for everything we've lived and having that approach with a dream. You know, a dream isn't coming to you know, point out your deficiencies and your flaws, they're, they're there to really help us. Prominent dream worker, Jeremy Taylor, he would often say that all dreams come in service to our health and wholeness. So Mm. when we, when we recognize the, the truth in that, yeah, even, you know, a dream, a fragment or one phrase or one symbol, you know, can, can have so much wisdom for us. So compassion is the second guidepost. Uh, The third one is to trust, you know, a lot of times our tendency is to want to have the interpretation, like an immediate interpretation. And that's not how, that's not how divine wisdom works. And our divine wisdom, you know, we get, you know, a little piece at a time sometimes, and other times we just have to allow it to, to unfold and Mm -hmm. evolve. And uh, and know that there is you know there is something there for us for us to discover, and uh, the fourth guidepost is sharing sharing the dream because as soon as we begin to retell the dream, a lot of times that's when more details can come flooding back to us. Mm-hmm. And you know I believe that our our dreams hold messages not only for the dreamer but for whoever, hold, whoever hears the the dream. And also for co- the collective, there's always a collective layer in a dream. So when you talked about creating the dream dictionary, like there can be multiple layers of meaning. It's not, it's never just one thing, you know, that's right. the mystery of dreams. You know, it's, it, it can speak to so many di- different aspects of our lives and, and our experience, our waking life experience.
1: Well, and I, I wonder if for people that say they don't remember their dreams. Mm-hmm. I know you, you talk about that, but for people that say they don't remember their dreams or that they never dream, if trust kind of falls in line with that, you know, I think you say
0: something along the lines of everybody dreams, everyone dreams. Yeah. And the thing is too, if you don't remember the dream, mm-hmm. it'll come again. If it's meant to, uh, if you're meant to remember it, if there's some, some aspect of it that needs your, you know, your conscious awareness, you will get a recurring dream. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, if you don't remember it, the thing about our dreams, they have so many different benefits. And one of the benefits of dreaming is to help us to process uh, highly charged emotions. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you have the awareness that you did have a dream, or even if you don't, if you don't remember any of your dreams, it's to trust that they've already done what they needed to. You don't mm-hmm. need to, you know, remember it. Unless, if you're getting enough sleep and doing everything you, because there are other elements too, to, you know, yeah. if you're not sleeping, obviously you're, you're not dreaming, but if you are getting adequate sleep, then you are having dreams and uh, you're just not yet remembering them.
1: And what do you think about recurring dreams? You know, when people have the same, the same dream or similar dream or, you know, that the patterns are repetitive. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like there's something they need to address within that?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Something, there's still a piece that's, that's hidden in there or, you know, something that needs to be integrated. Mm -hmm. A lot of times recurring dreams take us back to a specific time period in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's to really in our you know, waking consciousness, now go, go back to that place. And that's why I love journaling because it's just something about when that pen or, you know, touches the paper and we can, you know, just follow, you know, just asking, you know, what, what, what am I meant to see here? What am I missing here? You know, just asking that of our deeper self and just, you know, seeing what comes, what streams into the consciousness it's to pay attention to it. it there's still some missing piece mm-hmm. that's there there for our healing. I love that within
1: the book you share some of your dreams and how if you had not written it down, you would never have correlated the experience. And I had not been journaling for a long time, mm-hmm. so I really, I really found great benefit in. Oh yeah, okay. You know, I talk about it with journeying but I wasn't concentrating on it as much when I was dreaming. And I really appreciated that thought that, yes, it gives you something to go back to. Are there dreams that you've had that come back to you more often than not, or have been (laughs) recurring and themes?
0: You know, I know you've talked about some different themes in the book, (laughs) but can you share a few with us? Uh, Well, the fish dream that I had when I was 15, uh, I was walking on the beach and, just saw a crib with a fish inside and when i told my grandmother about that dream she said it meant that someone was pregnant and i said oh because of the crib and she said no because of the fish <laughs> and i've thought about you know it was actually just a few months ago might have been a month ago i was thinking about you know why did the why did the the dream give me a crib on the beach like what about the crib and what I realize is that if the fish wasn't anything else, I may not have paid attention to it, right? Yeah, but the fact that it chose a crib to catch my attention, yeah, And I was thinking about the crib one day and, you know, driving to work. Don't you know, there's a crib on the side of the road. <laughs> Yeah, so someone was giving a crib away, but it was just so amazing. I actually blogged about it. I snapped a picture and, and wrote a blog about it because I had just been thinking about yeah. the crib. And what I realized, too, so cr- the crib in Chinese um, medicine, wood, the wood element correlates to vision. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I sat with that, what came was, what is the next vision for your life? Mm. uh so it's it's so interesting how these images can show up yeah and how they you know show up in the dream first and then in waking life it's just really fun to see the the synchronicities
1: yeah and so have you thought about that like what is i mean we have time left and i usually ask this at the end but since oh. since we're talking about it and yeah. it just happened a month ago <laughs> what is the vision like have you have you thought about what the next? Layer of Kathleen is going I to know.
0: I, it's reveal. evolving. It's so it's so interesting too. Last just last, was it last week? Yeah, it's last uh, Wednesday. I woke from a dream of my grandfather, mm. and he's been gone now for 33, thirty three thirty thirty three years. Wow! And yeah, and so I was wondering because I hadn't really been thinking of him in recent weeks, and so I was wondering, you know, why would he come in this dream? And in this dream, he's, I, I have the awareness that he's dying oh. and yes. And dying in a dream, the mention of death or dying, it's really about transformation because yeah. death and waking life is the ultimate transformation. Yeah. And so he gets out of the bed when he knows, when he recognizes me in the dream and he goes over to a drawer and my sense in the dream is that he's going to give me some instructions, right? He's going to pull out a document or a <laughs> letter written instructions and he hands me shreds of paper <laughs> in the dream he places shreds of paper into my palm and he goes back to the bed and i notice my book is sitting on his on the bed and the tears coming down his his face and it was just it felt as though he was saying you know he was just so proud that i was mm-hmm. here i am accepting and embracing all aspects of myself yeah. And, um, and sharing, you know, sharing about dreams, you know, yeah. so it just felt like such a confirmation. But, you know, I was like, how am I going to piece this all together? I was here I am <laughs> looking for instructions as to what the next steps are. And, you know, they're there, there was writing on the strips, but it was just in pieces. So the message seems to be are the evolving message that I get to decide what the yeah. next steps, you know, how to put the pieces together and what the next steps will be. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm noticing, I'm paying attention and yeah. And I'm just seeing where, where it evolves, what, what comes next. Mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm open. I'm open to what comes next.
1: Well, I certainly felt that, val- so I'm giving you validation, like as you were relaying the content of the dream, mm-hmm. I kept hearing, oh, he's so proud of her, <laughs> just so proud of her. And when you said he had the tear in his eye, that the love that I could sense emanating from that was very powerful. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a validation for you that he's so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And that you can't wait for the next piece. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> well, thank Can't you. Can't
1: wait for the next piece. Okay, this seems like a really good time to take a break for just a second. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into affirmations and lucid dreaming and the importance of both. Well, welcome back. Uh, again, I'm having a conversation today with Kathleen Webster O'Malley. And we are talking about one of my favorite and definitely one of her favorite topics, dreams. (laughs) Uh, We left off on some of the signs that come into our dreams. And now I want to talk a little bit about affirmations and lucid dreaming. You can decide which one you think needs to come before the other.
0: Hmm. Well, let's start with lucid dreaming. Okay. So lucid dreaming is an experience of knowing that we're dreaming as we're dreaming and there are various, uh, levels of lucidity, you know, some, some, sometimes it's just having the knowing that you're dreaming and other times you can direct and influence the dream in the direction that you, you want it to go. So it's really, it's really an amazing experience And we can't, is, you know, it is something that can be learned like with practice as with anything else, you know, just, uh, taking the time to, to have a practice, like even something like sleep paralysis that some people experience. I was talking to someone yesterday about sleep paralysis, you know, that, that sensation of not being able to move or communicate, um, even though we're aware of our surroundings, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I had heard Dr. Claire Johnson say how that can be a springboard, her words to lucid dreaming. And that I, I actually have, you know, had that experience. So just Mm -hmm. having the awareness of the possibility can, you know, allow for the experience. So it's really interesting to, you know, to hear something and then, you know, carry it into a dream state and you know, realize it for ourselves, that's really, really a fun thing to do. And lucid dreaming is a lot of fun, but I really feel, and I feel that it's also about really exploring, you know, the nature of our consciousness.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone who has a fear about that, you know, about being able to step into their dreams? One of my clients asked me that, and I didn't have the answer except mm. for to trust. I'm like, you just have to trust. If you're mm-hmm. making that decision, you just have to trust. I mean, is there right. something that you would add beyond that?
0: You know, I would say, you know, it's important to, you know, to really honor what we're feeling. Yeah. And so if, you know, if that step doesn't feel comfortable at the moment, I would say, you know, maybe, maybe invite because I think some, what, a lot of times what makes these experiences scary is that sense of being alone with it. Mm-hmm. And we could all, actually set the intention to have, you know, a, a loving presence or some guide with us. Uh, so we're not experiencing it yeah. alone. Oh, I love so that, that might be helpful, helpful to her to have, you know, a divine being or even a pet if she loves animals, like mm-hmm. something that can create a sense of safety or allow us to feel a bit more empowered Mm -hmm. in order to experience the, the, you know, to have the experience. So we're not feeling that we're alone with it. I think that would be my guidance.
1: Yeah. I love that. I'm just realizing while we're talking that, um, knock on wood, I have not had one of those paralyzing dreams in years, you know, in, in years. Mm -hmm. And so When we're finished here, I'm going to do one of the meditations from your book, and then I'm going to ask for some type of definition of that pivotal moment that shifted in my life that i cause I used to have those all the time and I don't have them. Wow. Well, yeah. You know, and those dreams where you're trying to scream and you can't. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I have dreams now where I wake up screaming about spiders, but that's, you know, my poor husband was going to have a heart attack one night cause I <laughs> get that spider in the middle oh, of my no. dream. But, um, so thank you for that, that yeah. for bringing that topic up because, that's that's an interesting awareness for me to know that I have not had that and i often have wondered like what's going on in our day life that which you talk about you know there's a correlation there of mm-hmm. your your waking life and your sleep life mm-hmm. so that's really an interesting correlation there thank you for yeah, bringing that up is. today yeah yeah So in lucid dreaming, a person can decide to wake up within their dream Mm -hmm. and, um, can they change like the outcome then? So let's say somebody was feeling that sense of paralysis and they, they were practicing lucid dreaming. Could they affect the dream in the sense that they become unparalyzed? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. I've, I've actually put that to the test.
1: Yeah, (laughs) really? Definitely.
0: Yes, you can. uh, You can definitely change that. And the key to that is remaining calm. Yeah. And just realizing because once you, you take the awareness, oh, this is an episode of sleep paralysis. It's temporary. It's just my body's way of keeping me from acting out my dreams, allowing me to be safe. And so affirming you know those are all affirmations too i am safe yeah. uh, in this experience and once you can do that and you and you have the awareness that you're oh i'm 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 still asleep so i must be dreaming that can actually transition into lucidity so it's really a great experience one thing you brought up or you, you caused me to think about with with lucid dreaming we can influence the dream but we don't we we can't always control every detail, yeah, and what I've also realized is that if some aspect of ourselves, some vulnerable aspect of ourselves is not ready to have that experience, our deeper wisdom will not allow it i've I've yeah. had that experience as well,
1: mm, so again, that safety feature it's almost yes. like a built in safety feature, yes in your your subconscious or unconscious mind Mm -hmm. where, where that's not going to happen. That's very interesting. One of the other things that you talk about is the power of affirmations Mm -hmm. with lucid dreaming. And one thing that I read in the book was affirming or or thinking about that you're going to wake up feeling refreshed, right? Yes, Yes. something along those lines. Yes, yes. At the beginning of COVID, I practiced lucid dreaming with Andrew Holchek and he talked about affirmations and he did not mention that. And so I would always say to myself, and I'm going to wake up feeling refreshed because I felt like if I was going to have multiple dreams and I was going to be really active in my dreams, Mm -hmm. that I might be exhausted, right? Right. (laughs) Can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. So yes, as you're falling asleep you know the last the last um uh, words or affirmations we can say to ourselves it's really important not only in influencing what occurs in our in our dreaming life but how we awaken the next morning yeah. so yes aff- affirming that i will wake up um, re- well rested and and ready to embrace you know a new day you yeah know? so yes set the affirmation to have um to, to 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 receive guidance and insights uh from the dream and also you know to you know have a, a good waking experience and and having you know being revitalized and ready to face embrace a new day absolutely
1: okay so tell us a little bit about visioning before we recap here okay so
0: visioning um i believe that we all come in with visions within us and those life has a way of allowing those visions to emerge and so visioning is for me it's that sense of allowing the vision that's already within you to emerge you know looking at your life experiences and just you know seeing the the thread and allowing the yeah allowing what's already there you know it's looking uh, turning inward and seeing what's there. It's, it's not, it's a little different than imagining or creating from our, you know, with our conscious awareness, it's really yeah. about getting in touch with the deepest parts of ourselves and just, and and allowing that to, to emerge. Mm, that sounds beautiful.
1: Really beautiful. So if, if you were going to leave the listeners with one or two thoughts to begin practicing, working with their dreams and healing with hmm. their dreams, where would you start? What would you say besides getting the book, of course, and visiting your website? And getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> and getting a good night's sleep. That is That's so really important. important. Like we,
0: we you know, we, we forget that little piece or that big piece Yeah, if are not sleeping, then we're not dreaming. And so, you know, having a good bedtime practice you know, having, doing something that's soothing to the nervous system before going to bed, looking up at the night sky, practicing Mm. gratitude for, you know, this experience and every aspect of your body. Like I I really truly feel that dreams connect us so deeply to our bodies and, and to the deeper parts of our, our, ourselves and to all of nature. I, Mm -hmm. I truly believe that, Uh, it's, 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 it's a powerful healing gift that's inside all of us, you know, if it wasn't important, evolution would have (laughs) done away with it, but it's so, it's so important. It's so, it's such a natural gift, um, that's within us, you know, for some Mm -hmm. of us, it, it just needs a little, um, little time, little awareness, compassion, some trust and in the practice of sharing.
1: Yeah, I think a great affirmation might even be to, I'm going to heal within my dreams.
0: Ooh, love right? that. Yeah, right.
1: I'm I'm going to heal within my dreams. And for anyone that's feeling fearful, what you had mentioned earlier, you know, like I'm going to invite in some type of divine helper mm-hmm. so that I can heal within my dreams. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful practice. And I'm so honored that you were here to share your wisdom and your experiences with us I remind you, listeners, it's the healing wisdom of dreams, Kathleen Webster O'Malley, and you can visit Kathleen. Kathleen messages. Webster. messages. Okay. Yeah, the message piece gets me there, <laughs> and on social media, you know, we can find you can find her on social media. Uh, hopefully, she'll be inspired to offer some online courses soon that go beyond the scope of the book. And do you, when you do your one-on-ones, are they all in person or can
0: any of that be done via Zoom? Uh, I could, but I, I'm a licensed, licensed as a chiropractor and health practitioner. So yeah. a lot of my, my time is spent face-to-face, which I, which I ab- absolutely love actually.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I but missed are, that
1: experience during COVID, the hands-on yeah. experience. Yes, I was yeah. still in the office, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and, again, sharing your wisdom and your passion for being present within the dream world. And we're going to have to do this again so that we can talk about precognitive dreams. That sounds great, Are And healing the body. <laughs> Yeah, Can you talk about that too? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, this is your host, Terry Williams. Thanks for tuning in to the Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. For more information or to work with me, visit soulpractices.com and subscribe to my tribe. You'll be the first to hear about upcoming guests and workshops, free resources, and so much more. Until next time, thanks again.
0: I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion.